Hi, I'm Shreya Bakliwal and this is Women Who Build Podcast. Did you know that around 75% of the women in India are vitamin deficient and do not do anything about it? And also, did you know that there are about 40 plus health issues that women face across stages of fertility, pregnancy and menopause? Well, this is exactly the opportunity that Sheta Mittal and Ankur Goyal ran with and started Anmi, India's first women's health brand, which has launched FMB products in the menstruation, fitness and beauty ranges as of today. And on my first podcast, I have Sheta Mittal, co-founder and me with me. An aerospace engineer by education and a Harvard Business School graduate, Sheta has worked at the likes of Nike, BCG and Future Group. Now I have a special connection with Sheta. I have worked with her at Anmi from the start and so she has been a super mentor to me. One thing that everyone knows about her is that she adds the flavor of consumer centricity wherever she goes and truly believes in the just do it approach. Without further delay, I have Sheta for you. Hi Sheta, thanks for joining me today. Hi Shreya, thanks for having me today. Super excited to be here. So Sheta, let's start from the beginning. From aerospace engineering to and me, what got you there? Okay, uh, so growing up, uh, my uh, dad had gone to IITU himself. So he always talked about the great story, beautiful campuses of IIT. And um, I was the first child, so maths and science came naturally to me and I got very interested in engineering. I, as I was preparing for IIT, I got fascinated by the world of aerospace and uh, I knew I wanted to go into Boeing and NASA. I joined aerospace engineering at IIT Bombay, but quickly realized that for me to do, uh, have a career in aerospace, I would need to move out of India uh, right after undergrad. And I had never lived or been outside India and I just didn't want to. Uh, so somewhere that plus uh, the labs that we had at IIT and the vision of, uh, you know, just sitting in one lab and solving problems got me away from that vision. And I just, I started uh, navigating more towards the business side of things. Um, I joined BCG. Uh, right after IIT, I worked with them for three years in their uh, consumer and consumer tech uh, verticals. Then uh, I wanted to join the industry, so thought let's go to an MBA. Uh, got my MBA from Harvard Business School uh, and got interested into health and wellness as a career. Was always into fitness. Um, my mom is a national level hockey player. I used to run um, marathons and was part of the entire team, but never thought I'd make a career until I moved to US. And once I decided uh, that you know health and wellness is my calling, I joined Nike uh, for three years in US and uh, worked for a year and a half with them in China and came back to work on Antme, which is uh, India's first uh, dedicated women's health brand, trying to do something really innovative uh, in the women's health space. That's my journey. Sheta, I know that you go very deep when it comes to understanding a consumer. And a part of this comes from the research that you did during your time at HBS. So tell us more about your project so that the listeners can potentially use some tactics for their consumer research. Yeah. 
So somewhere around the first semester of uh, Harvard, I realized that uh, health and wellness is where I want to be. But Harvard is a competitive space, and there are not too many. Uh, there are few companies that come in, and a lot of people apply. And I knew there was nothing much in my CV that shouted out health and wellness, apart from my personal interest and hobby section. So I knew very quickly that I needed to understand the space better, and I needed to specifically understand the U.S. space better. Uh, so I did two things. One, um, there was this woman who had come to business school to give a talk, and I started interacting with her. She had a small startup, and so I worked with her. I would travel New York once a month and helped her set the strategy of her startup, and that got me my first foothold into the health space as she was building in New York. For the summers, I decided to actually do something very drastic, which is actually to stay in New York for two months, uh, work on her startup. And also using that time to just meet as many people as possible who were in either health space, gym space, spa space, and meeting them, understanding their stories, what challenges um, and passion uh, they are facing, to learn more about the industry. I actually, ended up meeting hundred people every day. Would come and make an Excel and write down my points. And I didn't know where this would take me, honestly. Uh, but this was something that helped me in my interview at Nike. Uh, Nike does not hire international students uh, just because they have a strong breed of people uh, in US who love are passionate about Nike. So that uh, they only hired one person and that international person from my class, and that ended up being me because of this amazing customer research I had done and got to understand the consumer very well. Great. So tell us how you have used learnings from this project at Anmi, given it has the most unique consumer base of women. And there's no research with regards to this category. So with and me, it is it was very clear what we were trying to solve. Women from the age of twenty five to fifty five go through three unique life stages: fertility, pregnancy, and menopause. And if we start listing down the problems, we had forty plus uh, problems that we could solve for. The challenge that comes in is figuring out which problems to go out first, especially in a market like India, where. Uh, le- uh, Broad market research is not available uh, from the big company or small company. So what we did, uh, what we started doing is when I joined in, we said everyone in the company would have talking to consumers as a goal. We would make sure that we would call every consumer, and being close to consumer would be our somewhere in our DNA. And everyone in the company should be able to interact with consumer. What it does is now uh, a year later we call one fifty consumers every day. Uh, we hear from them their feedback on the products and what else they would like. And what happens is even if we don't ask them, they end up telling us what they would like from Antme. And this way of uh, learning and really understanding the consumer has helped us in our products. The uh, UTI was a product that came out from a consumer uh, reaching out to us and saying, "Hey, do you have something?" PCOS was uh, some a product that came out with consumer asking us. Hairfall was a product that came out of consumers asking us. So that has actually defined our uh, uh, the timelines of the products that we would launch, and uh, we would continue to do so. Now jumping onto Anmi, um, it's very exciting what you're doing, right? Um, Ayurveda and modern nutrition. I don't think anyone has done this before. So could you please walk us through your product philosophy? Yeah. So our product uh, development is based on three principles. One, it would be solving for a specific health need. 
we wouldn't be launching say just a calcium supplement or a biotin supplement we would be solving for a problem that you have the second one is we would uh, we have a unique product philosophy or combining ayurveda and modern science now that's very interesting because uh, see there are very two separate schools of thought uh, one is ayurveda world which says that ayurvedic herbs are magical and then there is a nutrient world which says that you need to have these right nutrients for the body now the challenge comes in when you look at a modern woman of today she has a busy lifestyle she has a career and she has multiple things to deal with at the end of the day your body needs micronutrients which is vitamins and minerals so that they can nourish themselves but in the world that we live today with so much stress sometimes no matter what we are eating it doesn't get absorbed and also sometimes the sources that we are getting you don't know how much preservatives have gone in so how pure they are also is not clear and it's also very difficult to have that much quantity of product every day and that's why ayurvedic herbs have helped and proved them miraculous because they can help in the absorption of this vitamins minerals they can activate area around the hormones for them to work better by maintaining ph levels but just ayurvedic herbs themselves won't work because you need to give the body its food and this food won't work if that doesn't get absorbed by the body so we use this unique philosophy of combining the two and then manufacture it in such a way that you know we don't have to add absolutely anything artificial in the product so that uh, you get complete fresh product when you consume it which is our third philosophy that absolute goodness rich product uh, we you would see no ingredient in our product that you can't recognize it's completely artificial ingredient color flavor uh, preservative free great so sheta for a consumer brand i think uh, two things are very important right one is definitely getting the first consumer and the second is retaining that consumer so what are some strategies that anmi has followed so far yeah i mean we are still on the journey um we started uh, the brand uh, offline um and what was interesting when we had launched the brand was the shape of the bottle so of course the product was unique in the sense that it was a period drink in their first period drink it was a skin drink but the shape of the bottle was very unique so that ends up getting consumers to pick it up off the shelf uh, in a shelf that is crowded by so many players in the market once that consumer gets in uh, we had to do our job in communicating what the product does and then the third step was for them to keep using it on a day to day basis what we realized is Uh, as we ran ads on social media or we were present on offline people were okay and the the uniqueness of the product got them to try one bottle two bottle four bottle but as we spoke to these consumers after two months we realized that they are not continuing drinking the product and were not seeing any benefits and we started this whole crm process work where we would call all the consumers and tell them what's the implication what happens when you drink four drink versus 30 drink 60 drink 90 drink and that's when they started seeing benefits once consumers started seeing benefits and this is great being a women's health brand when one woman starts seeing benefits she tells other women around her yeah. now we formalize the process and we have ambassadors uh, who we partner with and we share content and engage with them but uh, they if you look at social media they're talking about the product they're putting out their testimonials they're putting out their own videos and that is helping the brand grow organically uh, to reach um, more women consumers So this ambassador program sounds really cool. Can you tell us who these ambassadors are and how does one get them? 
So we are calling every consumer who has made more than three purchases with Anmi. So these are consumers. Uh, we haven't uh, gone into talking. There is a whole theory of micro influences, um, which which is a different strategy. But here we actually just calling consumers. So in the last year uh, and couple of months, whosoever has bought the purchase and made purchase more than three times, we call them and ask them that, hey, do you want to be a part of Anmi Ambassador Program? And you know, sixty percent of those women are agreed to be a part of it, um, and they come in, they join the program every month. We are increasing the numbers by a uh, hundred, two hundred. It's been three months since we started doing it, and we see incredible results so far. So, Shweta, during your time at Anmi, what about women's health have you discovered that you never knew about? Many things. I think, as you actually rightly mentioned, uh, women's health as a space. Was not known to me for being this big, hmm. um, and that she has so many needs which get unaddressed. Uh, PCOS was a key thing I did not know, and now when I speak to every friend group, two out of five women have PCOS in any group that I go to. Uh, the second thing I'm learning about menopause, huge, and you start having, uh, you know, your body starts showing menopause symptoms right when you hit forty. Uh, and the implications that go with it, and the solutions that go again don't exist, and that was a revelation. The fact that in 1993, even in US, clinical trials were not um, women were not allowed in clinical trials was a revelation. So yeah, every uh, you know every I feel like uh, with every uh, new uh, woman's health problem that I learn about, I learn so much that I. Show because even we being girls, we don't we don't never discuss it with our friends um, when we have these problems as much as we do other things. So these uh, always go into back of our minds. Yeah. So now a bit on COVID. Um, how has it really impacted Anmi? And what were some of the you know learnings that you had as a founder or as a person overall? Yeah. Um, when I when the COVID had started, it was definitely a huge shock. Uh, we knew business was going to be severely impacted. Uh, this was none of the scenarios we wanted to work with. Um, but there was this quote I had heard from Barack Obama, which said that "Do not let a good crisis go waste." And I think that somewhere got stuck. That you know what, no matter what happens, we would want to make something good comes out of it. And there were definitely very challenging times. Um, especially on um, the finances side, the business uncertainty side, the team uncertainty side. Um, but what I personally took was we learning so much. This was probably the biggest challenge we faced. Uh, but from a learning perspective, have learned so much on how to be deal with uh, different situations. Um, I think it has helped a lot. And every time a negative situation comes in, just an aspect of learning kicks in, and then situation becomes easier to handle. Um, the second thing, from a, uh, I didn't realize how work from home could actually be, uh, you know, could actually work versus what you would have thought. I come from very uh, environments where you interact with people and get things done, but through sharing and all these technology, the power of technology really hits you when you see that work can get done. Of course, you would love to see people in person because. Your emotions and your hormones, and it's just your body needs to see people and have uh, connect. But uh, it's been incredible to get through the journey. The third thing we were seeing from COVID is, uh, and there were so many articles that also came out. And the consumers told us that 
uh, irregular periods and acne increased significantly during COVID. Just this fact that you are staying indoors, you're not getting enough sunlight, you, your stress levels, your lifestyle has become different than you were uh, used to, has impacted your hormones. And in women, it is showing in these symptoms. In men, it probably is showing in their different symptoms. And that has helped us uh, dig deeper into these topics and do more research into how we can tackle it. From a consumer standpoint, yes, the whole health and wellness as a trend has increased. Uh, people are looking for products which can help them with their uh, and take proactive measures, which has definitely helped the business. Um, but uh, overall, COVID has helped us as you know, an individual as a team, how to deal with uncertainty because there couldn't have been a bigger uncertainty as COVID because anything can happen on any day. Yeah. You can't take anything for granted. Yeah, I'm sure that must be really hard. Now, there is something that I always ask some team leaders or founders who are just teammates, right? How do you really communicate the toughest decisions that you've made as a leader to the team? Yeah, no, and I'm not sure if we have cracked it either. I'm sure it's a process and we, we are continuously learning. What I found out uh, as we were going through it is uh, first, just communicate. Take as whatever you know, how much you know, and even if it's the toughest of the things, put it out there. And in as many words that you can explain, explain the reasoning behind it. Now, you, but... Now, no matter what you would say, if it's a difficult decision, you would, you're not getting, you're not going to get everyone's approval and that's given and uh, you can't even hide it. Uh, you just have to say it. But what you could do is just constantly keep having the conversation um, and sharing the strategy ahead and the progress around it that gets at least people over a course of time be in the right, uh, the same similar state of mind that you are in. Uh, it's 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 a journey, but at least you are taking them in the journey of not just the decision, but the impact of the decision uh, for the next few months or even more. Yeah, because you can't see individual people on call in video chats don't do the trick. Um, you don't know what they're feeling, but all you can do is you can just share them your point of view, show them the impact of the decisions, and just keep communicating and hopefully that works versus not communicating and how do you really communicate with your investors um you know what is the kind of support that one can draw from their investors during tough times <laughs> i mean sometimes just support yeah. <laughs> that it's okay you know it's okay that it uh, especially in the first few months that uh, uh, you know it's okay that you, this is not what you would have expected and we are with you in this journey and uh, honestly, sometimes that's the biggest thing. Uh, the second thing sometimes uh, which has been helpful is uh, all these groups have been formed of uh, investors and founders and uh, just founders themselves who have been very openly, I think COVID has just accelerated it, share their own learnings and insecurities and our problems and questions and everyone else is responding, chiming in and helping out, which has been incredible to see. And I think if COVID wasn't there, maybe that effort wouldn't have got as much momentum as it did during COVID uh, because people know that every, this is the only time when everyone knows that situation is bad for everyone not just in India but abroad so people uh, are ready to chime in and help now Sheda this is something that I tell everyone 
Um, I've really learned the just do it approach from you. And maybe it comes from Nike. But uh, how do you think one can really take decisions on whether they have the liberty of time to think through things and research about things versus just execute? I think uh, two things. One is more personal and then second is the company level. If it's on a personal level, where we try, if you're trying to make a decision on what to do, uh, how to make decisions, what has, I think one, overall, the industry dynamics and the people around the mindset has already shifted to being okay with different sets of choices, which wasn't in the past. So there was always that barrier of convincing friends, family, and others on the life choices that you were going to break. Even taking something as a break was much tabooed upon earlier. But now it's a, actually a cool thing. The fact that I became a chef or I wrote a book or I just took time off is cool and people understand that it can actually grow your skill sets and make you somewhere more enriched versus what was in the past. So that aspect is gone. The question that comes in is, is, as a person, are you ready to take some of those choices or not? And that decision, what I felt is, you can always not know it completely. It's almost like marrying someone. You always don't know 100% if you know he or she is right. You might feel it, but you know you just don't know enough about anything. Uh, but what you can do is, uh, one, make that pros and cons list. And two, know that, understand that while the pros excite you, are you as excited and okay with the cons side of things? Because some people tend to ignore it and that creates problems. Um, and so know that and if you're able to figure that out and of course make sure to the, make sure you've spoken and vetted that list with as many people that you can who um, would be part of your new decision to help you with it. When it comes to the company side of it, where should I do it now? Should I do it later? Um, see, it's, it's a difficult decision. Uh, especially in a startup world. It's also a difficult decision when there hasn't been a precedent uh, involved with it. What I have uh, realized work is, and big companies say it out loud, very loud, that understand what your core is and what you are good at. Extending out from it makes sense. Making Shifting out completely should be a long-term thing. So keep building on your core first and then extend out to other things. Um, and on specifically on short-term, long-term, on a day-to-day for the business side of it, also what I realize is in the business, in short startups, you end up focusing too much on short-term. And tomorrow's results, tomorrow's target, that you don't leave enough time to think of the long-term consciously making out time for long-term on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, be it on the hiring side or the strategy side or just skill set development side, goes a long way versus when the problem arises and being a startup, we want it done next day, it never happens. Yeah, and so now tell me, how does one develop a culture wherein, you know, the team members do not lose sight of their short-term and long-term goals? And this is not only from a company's point of view, but also from their personal development point of view. Yeah. Um, both, uh, you know, me and Ankur, actually, uh, from backgrounds that we come in, make sure, and what I feel is everyone who is part of the company should have a strong career. And whatever they do at Anme should help them with their goal. Because at the end of the day, yes, we are building Anme and the company is solving women's health. 
we want that the people who are helping us out of the journey get real value out of this time that they spend so we personally are very conscious of it and i've tried to make sure as much as possible to have those conversations with people to figure out what their goals are and where they want to be now the challenge comes is not every time do the goals uh, align with what's available and there's usually there could be sometimes a journey that gets mapped out uh, for um, the person but at least it's transparent between the person and um, know me as to what is that journey and how to what they are doing now is helping them develop a skill set which they didn't know they wanted or could help them later on in any other way so i think these conversation regular basis uh, try to do one on one on a weekly basis and a longer deep dive conversation at least on a month basis or two months and i know shreya you have a very proactive with the coffee chats and uh, dinner chats Yeah. and those were helpful because you take the person out of the work context because no matter what you do if you're sitting at work work talk comes in if you go out and have dinners lunches coffees with the person then you can actually discuss more it it's just very psychological it opens up your mind so those things definitely help um have those conversations even in a better way okay now moving on to the fun stuff tell me something that people do not know about you um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i love sleeping uh, if anyone uh, doesn't know i would i love sleeping and um, i'm an introvert if by style i'm an extroverted intro i mean introvert who tries to become an extrovert sometimes but so yeah two things all right so shida tell me what message do you have for the young women in the startup ecosystem just do it <laughs> <laughs> no i only one thing i would tell you uh, would say is uh, sometimes as a woman we feel uh, we don't have it in us uh, we as women we have a more balanced point of view than men do so we uh, our insecurities balance with our aspirations i would encourage to give those aspirations a chance and things would figure out their uh, ecosystems would build out um you wouldn't just need to know that it might be slightly harder but give your aspirations a chance and take the leap of faith amazing great sheeta it was a lovely session thank you so much for your time and thank you for having this wonderful talking to you and reconnecting with you shreya